Roxo Media House. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 67. Today, Blaine Krim is going to join us from Puerto Rico, where he's playing ball again. Uh, he was the MVP last year. He's back this He didn't start the season there. Right, right. But he's he, he came back for their playoff run and hit this you know magical walk-off home walk run that, that sent them into the final series. And so... Uh, he's like a hero, and uh, he 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 was on the show in spring training before we had the studio, and he, God bless him, he did it in his car with his wife sitting next to him for like thirty minutes. And, yeah, uh, you know, he he's he's just a fun guy to talk to. So Absolutely. Maybe maybe not as much baseball stuff this time as just catching up with Blaine Krim because yep. he's he's fun, man. I got some fun stuff. We'll talk about. And he's some a good of, player. Yeah, and and he seems like a funny guy. So he, yeah. I'm sure some of these fun questions about teammates and who's the funny sure, guy and all of that. He'll probably have some fun with that. But you know what? Um, we got to always talk big league stuff before we go to Blaine right. and then go down in the bus leagues. Yeah, not a lot happening right right this week. You know, no, um, there's not. Um, you know, there there there's been a little bit of talk. Um, all of a sudden now, Jerks and Profar's names come up a little bit. Yeah. Um, who, who, by the way, it's not a bad idea. I mean, it, it's obviously a little bit of an upgrade with what they have. I just don't you think he's going to require more than one year? Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm. We we all know we all remember Jerickson. Jerickson was the top prospect at the time when the Rangers were uh, going to the World Series, and then he got called up in 2012 right. before the Rangers faded in the last month. But you know, hits a home run in his first at bat. I remember 19, that as a 19 in, year old did in it Cleveland, at Cleveland. Right? Yeah, um, I was not there. It was a day of. Uh, we just had Henry, and so it was the first time the family was getting together to meet Henry, Henry, not Henry, Henry, at uh, Mimi's Cafe in Grapevine. So anyway, while that was all transpiring, Jerickson Profar hit his first home run. And, um, he was the reason that they traded Kinsler. They thought he was going to step sure, in. Sure. He was going to step into second base. Kinsler was expendable um, and, and easy to move, and then the whole shoulder thing started. He yeah. kind of left here not extremely happy. Yeah, uh, you know I mean, he, when, and, and, when he was traded, he 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 had been a, he'd had a great season. He'd had his best season, yep. you know, and and um, I think everyone thought he was going to come in and play third base. You know, there sure. was there was concern about who his his agent is is Scott Boris, and there was concern that that they wouldn't be able to uh, extend him, and so they traded him, and you know, and, and it was a deal that uh, they got Brock Burke, I mm -hmm. guess, uh, is is the the best way to look at it. They also got Eli White and uh, a left-handed reliever who who made the team. I can't remember his name right now. Real nice kid, but um, anyway, it it yeah. You know, I've known Jerickson since I don't know forever, and uh, he's always been a good kid. And um, you ain't kidding no more. He's thirty years smile old. Smile on his face and uh, you know, <coughs> infectious, smart baseball player. Um, sometimes a little too confident. And he's bitten him a couple times here, very publicly, but. Uh, that's okay. Um, but I don't, you know, saying all that, I don't know that he's much of an upgrade. And, and you know, you look at his, his he's had some good on-base years. He's had some good home run years. He can play left field, obviously. He can he can play around the infield. Yeah. So there's a lot of versatility there. But, uh, you know, and, and another thing to consider, and um, the Rangers are, are 
pushing the luxury tax, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if you were to sign Profar for, let's say, two years and 10 million, that gets you right up against it. And if you are a contender and you need a piece at the deadline that's yep. going to cost you some money, you don't have enough flexibility to do it unless you trade away <laughs> some money. So, right. um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that one. It's, it's, uh, you know, if, can, can you get from two players, whether it be Brad Miller and Ezekiel Duran or Bubba Thompson and Josh Smith, can you get the production that Jerks and Profar would give you? And I think I think you can get close. Yeah, so, yeah, I do too. And I, I guess and anytime yeah. the, the the best left fielder on the or the best outfielder that's left on the board obviously is going to be connected to the Rangers right now. Yeah. That's what everything uh-huh. that keeps coming up um, yeah. on that. You're you're right though in versatility. He doesn't necessarily block anybody that steps up. Yeah. If somebody steps up and starts playing a good left field um, and outproduces him, he can move around a little bit. He can kind of yeah. be that super sure. utility guy. Sure. He can play right field. I mean, he's played some center field. He's not great out there, but a, a fill in real quick if he needed to. He can play the infield. We know that. Even right. first base. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's played first base for the Rangers. Right. Um, the deal is, is it worth the probably $20 million it's going to take? Two years and 20. Yeah. I but you got to bring it up. Well, you, do. That's, it, you, you know, do. and yeah. interesting thing that you brought up, and we said, so what are we going to talk about here today? Because we're trying to find any news as we get ready. <laughs> and you kind of brought up who's the who's the, who do you think the face of this franchise is? Well, I think I think for a while it could have been Jerickson. You it, know, by now it would have been if yeah, he'd have been yeah. here. Um, you know, the Rangers have always. I, I talked about this. Uh, we talked about it in the office the other day, and I talked about it with uh, uh, ESPN Waco this morning. It's Thursday morning, by the way. Uh, and they're great, ESPN Waco, by the way. Uh, they always they bring me on. They give me a chance to to plug rangerstoday.com, and I always tell them rangerstoday.com, $5.99 a month, $60 yep. for a year, uh, cheap, good coverage, uh, cheap, great coverage. Yeah. And uh, also Frogs a Day. So, there, you know, we had some Kendall Bryle stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but, yeah, this came up, and they, they brought it up, and uh, it's, a, it's a fair question. The Rangers – don't have a face of the franchise right now and they always have you know right. i mean well, at least at least since i've known them and, and which would probably be starting in the the mid 90s or even before then you know they had nolan ryan and right and, and then you pudge had the, the michael and, young and, years and, but there and, were a few guys that kind of stepped but, in yeah but like pudge and one and adrian uh, I, I guess a rod at some point was he the was face of the franchise without a and, doubt and then it kind of transitioned into michael young and and elvis there for a little bit yep. and 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 adrian of course and so now who, who's your guy you know and and you kind of look at the roster right now and it's like all right well you look at the contracts yep Corey seager and he, marcus simeon who yeah. have the two biggest player yeah. Yeah. it's and, probably uh, a position player usually and they don't unless it's nolan ryan right yeah. but they you know I, I don't know that seager and simeon are the, the outgoing they're not types you know and and uh you know I'm not saying Adrian Belcher was outgoing, but he would do goofy stuff on the field. And, you know, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And, right. Uh, so, you know, that te- teams became synonymous with, with Adrian Belcher. Right. But now, you know, and I we have Simeon up here in, in the background. I don't know if you can see him behind me or not. But, yeah. you know, he's probably, my my estimation or my educated guess is he's the guy in the clubhouse who's, the, the face of the franchise in there, you know, he's the kind of the stoic guy, uh, kind of the, <clears throat> I want to say the team spokesman, but you know, we go to him and he's a, more available than Corey on, on hot button topics or right after a bad loss or a nice win, you know, and then, um, 
Corey's just more reserved. He just he's, doesn't. He, he's very routine oriented. He doesn't doesn't get away from it much. He's not in the clubhouse very often. Right. Uh, you know, Martin Perez uh, is, is uh, from a vocal standpoint is it probably a really good leader, but. And, and he was an all-star and their best pitcher and well, you last got, year. You got this but guy up I think Nate, Nate Lowe's got the personality. You, know, you yeah. see it You see it every game. You see it at you know, first base when he's talking to guys. In the clubhouse. On, in the clubhouse. He likes to have fun. Yeah. Um, you know, he's coming off a great year. Yep. You know, he, he probably needs a couple more years to, to reach face of franchise status. But, you know, I, I think right now, though, you would probably say it's um, Simeon Seeger. They're – they're probably on. They're on the cover of the season ticket ads. Right. You know, the Rangers at this point are selling hope. You know, they're selling their, they're selling what they've what they've done financially. Maybe Jacob Degrom is is the face. You know, if he comes out and has a great time. But right. Again, another guy who doesn't seem like he's terribly outgoing. So, um, and that's fine. You know, I'm not being critical of him. Just like when you think of a face, you think of ah, smiles, happy. Yeah. The guy player. that's there in front yeah. of the camera, he comes out, yeah. he's fun, fun with the fans, does all of that. Sure. And not to take away from Simeon and Seeger or, or Seeger. And I think Seeger gets sort of a bad rap. Like you said, he's a routine oriented guy. Yeah. He's probably the guy that has the potential to put up crazy numbers, uh, and especially this year, but he is, he is a focused dude. I mean, he yeah. gets, he's got his routine and it's, you know, but by the end of last year, he was, he was getting more and more friendly. You could go by and say, hey, Corey, and all of that, and he was saying yeah, he's hello. he's never been unfriendly. He's never been, but he was, I remember at spring training when we got to, you know, he he was, he had his little routine thing, and he would stop what he yeah. was doing if yeah. he came up near him. He right. didn't, you know, he didn't want to do his thing, but. Uh, uh, that might have just been him being new, too. So, yeah. But anyway, so my candidates for face of the franchise are Nate Lowe, Adolis Garcia, even though he doesn't speak English. I mean, he he, 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 he can speak it. English, but when he gets comfortable with English, but you know, he smiles and plays with the passion and, and all that stuff. He he's somebody who can grab that mantle, I guess, if, if you want to call that. And then maybe maybe Josh Young can can become a, a young star. Um, you know, he homegrown, drafted by the he, Rangers. He says, came up to he the says you know, <clears throat> he's a little reserved right now because rookies are supposed to be reserved with the media. But he he says some funny things every once in a while and has sure. fun. So. Maybe that's who it becomes, but um, I'm going to write about it for on on Sunday in the Sunday read. Um, I'm also going to unveil my Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, T.R. Sullivan's going to has has sent his in to me. I I haven't uh, looked at it yet, but um, he he already he already wrote that he's going to have R.A. Dickey on his ballot. So yeah, he did. R.A. Dickey's <laughs> going to get a vote. Um, you know, it's it always comes down to uh, I don't know I don't know space or or what have you on, on, on the ballot, you know, the steroid guys who, um, you know, bef- before, before MLB did anything about it, I'm okay with it. But if you broke the rules after, then I'm not okay with it. It's, right. it's a fine line. I walk. So, you know, I, but I've written this before, Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez, they, they broke, they broke a law or a, a, a baseball, uh, after baseball taboo made them- area. And, and so they don't get, they don't get my vote. Right. Um, I did vote for Bonds and Clemens, though, because ML, MLB profited off of them so much, and the Hall of Fame did, and too. And they never tested it, positive. They were right. just in and the it, report. It, it, well, I mean, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of evidence, but, um, you know, it's uh, it's hypocritical, in my opinion, for the Hall of Fame in baseball. And, and even though they say they're two separate entities, you know, um, it's hypocritical to not <clears> – <throat> 
say that those two, to say those who don't belong in the Hall of Fame because baseball made so much money off of them. Okay. And so I, I just can't separate them, you know. <clears throat> and then, um, but once they drew the line in the sand, all right, you can. So is that so? Rafi falls in the category of once they drew the line in yeah. the sand, and then he got busted afterwards, and wag, wagging his finger at people. Yeah, too. what a bad look, you know, poor guy. Yeah, but, um, and and you've you've met Rafi and talked to Rafi probably a couple times. A couple yeah. times. He, yeah. he seems like a decent guy. He's kind of more reserved too. Yeah, I think he's a bit bitter of that. Well, so where do you land on Rose, Pete Rose? No, you say no on Rose because he broke the he broke the yeah, rule. Yeah, and I mean that you can. There there are people who I've consider friends in the game who are adamant about steroid guys and P-Rose. Yep. And, you know, and it's, you know, it's something that you learn right away. And, and, you know, when you're, when you call up, it's, it's in the, it's posted in the clubhouse, the rule, you know, you can't gamble. Right. And um, so there, and then, you know, you're, you're the people you listen to and trust the most kind of help for, forge your opinions. You know, we're split on the steroid thing, but, um, yeah, it's uh, you know it, I always thought it'd be cool to vote for the Hall of Fame, and it is. You know, I mean, it's hey, that's a privilege you've earned. It's going to be fun next year to vote for Adrian Beltre. You know, yeah, you know, and he's a first balloter for you. Oh yeah, and um, <laughs> you know, but it, it's it's it can be tough, you know, because you, you every everybody, I guess not everybody makes their ballot uh, p- available to the public. I don't know why you wouldn't, um, and it's just. Uh, so like this this year, you know, I, I won't have ten players. I've already decided that. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, the guys who I voted for last year will be on the ballot. Right. So uh, it'll be, you know, like uh, Andrew Jones. I've I've voted for every year. Jeff Kent. I've voted for every year. I, I like just, Kent. I just think you know, and and I kind of think that the greats at their position should be recognized. And Jeff Kent for a number of years was the best second baseman in baseball. Right. And Andrew Jones was the best center fielder in baseball and then won 10 golden gloves. And I know his career didn't end well, but golly, what a, what a great player. And yeah. Same thing with Jeff Ken. I don't know if he gets a bad rap because he was with bonds and uh, might've been a little prickly and uh, whatever, you know, I, I, and, but support has gone up for him this year. And right. I think, and, and, and another thing with those steroid guys off the ballot and with Kurt Schilling off the ballot, right. And his, you know, his con- controversial, this was about what Politics. his mouth. Yeah, yeah his mouth yeah, got him in trouble. And and and, and <clears throat> I wrote about this too. That that's just wrong. You know, I it mean, shouldn't. It shouldn't factor. No, no people. No. Look, journal journalism. It's just fact. It's supposed is to be filled. Unbiased. Supposed to be unbiased, but it's filled with Democrats. Sure. All right. And so they don't like the stuff that that he said. Right. And um, so that cost him. I mean, he was on the cusp after year nine. He was year ten was going to be a shoe in, and then. Some, some political opinions came out, and uh, I think it was, the, you know, his uh, response to the the January sixth uh, stuff, and um, it it hurt right. it hurt him that year, and then he said, I guess after year eight he should have been a, a lock just on the math, and then it hurt him that year, and then you know after that he's like, look, I don't, you know, he, he took some shots at some sports writers and. And so he said, don't vote for me. And a lot of guys didn't vote for him. I, right. I kept voting for him. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, I, I just don't like the controversial part of it. I don't care if somebody doesn't like who I, my ballot. But um, right. 
it's uh hey you get it, a privilege it, it's, it's a it's a little bit of a headache at times i can imagine I, but you get to vote that's I pretty do. cool yeah. how long have you gotten to vote i don't know five or six years so you, 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 you it, have it, to have 10 years in the baseball, in the baseball riders, riders you're, you're in the baseball riders association by the way 5.99 a month for uh, rangers six, today yeah. for rangers today we got a baseball uh, a member of the baseball riders association gets a hall of fame vote two guys with uh does tr still get one tr yeah tr's honorary he still gets to vote and um, and so that that are part of Rangers today, and that's a privilege. I mean, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And and you know, the, it, it's it, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I hate that little stupid things get in the way of people. That you should be you should be voting for accomplishments on the field. You should leave the other stuff to the side. Yeah. You can dislike a person and know what they did on the field. I know Bonds could have been prickly with also with people sure. or whatever, but on the field you could you can't dispute what he did on yeah. the field. Yeah. Um, I, I have I admire a lot of people whether they're actors or whether they're um, singers or whatever that might be uh, don't believe anything I believe in, but I like their music. I like what they do when they're doing their talent. It's their talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're allowed to go have an opinion about something afterwards. And, you know, I guess we're learning in today's world. Maybe you just got to keep them to yourself sometimes. But well, uh, Yeah, like you look at the Oscars. The Oscar ratings have gone down because, you know. Everyone gets all political on it. They, and these they, are some talented people who are yeah. wonderful actors who I like. And you just want to go, just, you know what, don't say that. Just go up and take your award because yeah. you, know, you did a great yeah, yeah. job. And, you know, people are entitled to their opinions. Absolutely. And uh, just, you know, you remember little LeBron James and yeah. uh, the gal on uh, Fox News, Laura Ingram, who said just shut up and dribble or, or whatever. And, yeah. You know, I, I, it ruffled some some people the wrong way, and I get it. But um, anyway, the, the, I don't think that, that that stuff should factor in. Exactly. Policy. You know, let me ask this. When is Ichiro up? Uh, pretty soon, I think. I, I Did he go the same year that, that Beltre went? Eh, maybe. He's I a first remember. ballot guy. He's oh, got to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this be. is the guy that ended up beating Pete Rose. Now, that was combined with, with yeah. Japan. Right. But I don't care. I mean, yeah. he got here at 29 years old or 28 years old. And and I remember watching those stories of Ichiro, Ichiro when he got here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he... Uh, the manager was uh, what's his name there in, in Seattle? Lou Pinella. Lou, it was Pinella, and Ichiro kept hitting these little dinkers down the left side in all the spring training games. He was getting really ticked off at him, getting <laughs> pissed, you know. And and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he kept saying, "It's a process." And then the season starts, and what's he do? He just turns into the guy. I mean, this hitting machine. But um, I you know I, I was wondering about that. I haven't heard Ichiro's name. He's a he, he's eligible in twenty twenty five. So the year after Adrian. So. Okay. Adrian will be on the ballot that get, gets sent out in December of 23. So December right. of this year, Ichiro the next year. So anyway. so there's two, to me, there's two first ballot Hall of Famers, Hall of Famers coming up. Yeah, sure. And I don't think it's an argument about it. And, and uh, Ichiro, I used to love to hate him because he played against my team. But man, what a, just a unbelievable talent that, that, that he was. Adrian the same way, so. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's interesting you know, like the the guy who's on the ballot for the first time this year is Carlos Beltran, and um, you know it, he 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 probably was, but then the Astros thing, and you know, is, does that how badly does that hurt him? You know, I mean, he it shouldn't. I've got to be honest with you. I, the Astro things ticks me off on a lot of deals, but when you come down to it, if you're going to stick to your politics aside, who is did he earn it on the field? Now, the the question is, do you think he earned it on the field? That's the question. He's a pretty good player. He was good. Yeah. Switch hitter, 
um, had power from both sides. I mean, he was a talent when he came up. I remember that for sure. And, uh, you know, played a long time in the league. So yeah. that's where you're – you know what? I don't have to make that decision. I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, so handy-dandy phone here. Uh, 2024 eligibles, uh, aside from Adrian, Jose Bautista. No. Nah, Bartolo Colon, Adrian Gonzalez, now, Matt Holiday. Now, Colon's a, a different one. That, I mean, that, that's uh, Joe, Joe Maurer will be an interesting one. Oh yeah, I love I, Maurer I, too. That was a talent. I say yes. Um, you know, Chase Utley, not a bad player. Um, in twenty twenty five, it's kind of thin. Uh, uh, well, Felix Hernandez. Right. So, so uh, I think that's a yes. Uh, and H-O-L. Ian Kinsler. Okay, Francisco Liriano is an interesting case. He was <clears throat> he was great. He just wasn't great long enough, maybe. Right. Um, Dustin Pedroia, that's an interesting one. Um, you know him and Kinsler are always CC Sabathia. Oh, wow, Ichiro. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a pretty good. Well, one. you got Ichiro that's a first ballot. Then you sure. got all those guys that are. You know, the standard has it's to gonna change. Be, it's going to be close. Yeah, and yeah. the standard starts to change on the Hall of Fame ba- uh, balloting because guys don't get thirty wins a year anymore or twenty five because they don't they don't make that many yeah. stars. They don't yeah. get. 250 innings or 300 500 well 500 homers yes sorry that's a bad example right so yeah 300 batting average some of that yeah exactly and you you know the starting pitchers don't get to 300 wins anymore because they're you know the the way the games change that so you got to look at different aspects of it did they dominate their time it's kind of the way because numbers aren't going to be like they used to be you look at people back look at nolan ryan who never came out of a game even though you know he would pitch 280 pitches in a game and and he would go 14 innings if it needed to sure i mean they didn't they don't do that today so it changes everything but that's kind of where the metrics come in and um you know look looking looking further than wins losses and stuff like that you kind of look a little deeper so it's a yeah it's it's more than just checking names there's a little research that has to be done well, we are a Rangers podcast. So that's maybe right. let's get to one of the players that's a that's potentially could be in the big leagues this year. I think some people think he's got an outside shot. He's yeah. definitely if the bat keeps doing it, uh Boach will get him some at bat somehow. He's yeah. just a, he's just a little block. So guys, right after this, we're gonna go down to uh to Blaine Krim. He'll be joining us right after this. And joining us right now from Puerto Rico, it's Texas Rangers first baseman, uh, Blaine Krim, who was MVP last year. He's, he's joining us from Puerto Rico. Blaine, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Just uh, sitting by the beach, enjoying the weather, enjoying the off day. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Show show, show everybody the view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was pretty cool. Look, yeah. He's roughing it right now. And he's getting yeah. paid. He's getting paid for this. <laughs> yeah. So, so are you in Mayoes right now? I am. Yeah. Okay. So it's the schedule is is a little, this playoff schedule is a little different. It's you know we were the technically the four seed out of four in the playoffs. So the first game was away, then the second game was here, and then it'll go away here, away here. So they alternate every game. So 
it's kind of tough because it's like two hour, two and a half hours away to the other place. Okay, but it is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So the series is is one one, um, yep. and and the you know and I'm you know the the reason Los Indios are in the final series is because of a Blaine Krim walk off homer. Yeah, yeah. That seemed, that seemed like uh, I I don't know. That seemed like a big deal. Uh, maybe maybe not, but <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. It, it seemed like a huge deal. It was a pretty surreal experience. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, just not wanting, like, well, I wouldn't say not wanting to come out here throughout the the first part of the year, but this was not, not my plan. Um, uh-huh. I actually moved my, me and my wife moved to Arizona, like December 30th to kind of go, I was just going to work out the complex before camp and, you know, just kind of get into a routine and whatnot. And, um, you know, that was the plan all off season. And, you know, I talked to the GM here pretty regularly throughout the off season and he was pretty persistent and, um, you know, right around Christmas, I decided to actually come out here for the playoffs. I thought that was a pretty good, uh, setup for, you know, both sides. So to come up in that moment, um, after, you know, it's cool how, how, close the team is a lot of the guys are here from last year so i know a lot of them it's not like i kind of just came into a new team but it is a really cool group of guys and then like i said i mean the stadium and just the way the fans kind of interact here and how they go about their business here is a lot different than in the states of course and so i mean it was one of those where i just completely lost feeling in my body and (laughs) couldn't hear what was going on and just kind of took a took a while to really grasp what what had happened but it was it was cool that's pretty awesome yeah no the the yeah. the, the tweets are pretty cool to, to watch it and the camera angle from my home, home plate the guy raises his hand and the hand kind of blocks everything but yeah it's it, yeah. that's fun man and and you know baseball is such a big deal in the caribbean and I mean, you guys are like you know what if you win this you go to the caribbean series right yeah that's correct it'll be in uh it'll be in venezuela um and yeah, it is a huge deal. And, you know, like last year we lost in the finals and we were the, the number one team all year. So kind of seeing how it affected everybody here. And I think the owner here is, has a really good relationship with the players and, uh, he has not won a championship since he's been the owner. So mm-hmm. you can just, you know, there is a little bit of pressure when it comes, when it comes to that. But, um, uh, you know, the guys who have been here for five or six years, the players, the veterans, like you can tell how much it means to them to be kind of in this position. So uh, I feel pretty comfortable about it. You know, I, th- I think we match up pretty well against the, the other team. Uh, you know, the number one team is the team we beat in the, in the first round. And I think that was kind of a huge, huge weight off the shoulders. So, you know, I'm excited to see how, you know, how we finish out this series. All right, so I mean, you hit the ground running. I mean, you, you know, you, you yeah. feel you feel pretty good about where you're at swing wise and all that jazz. Yeah, it definitely uh, took a little bit. I mean, we're to uh, nine, ten games in. I think the first, you know, two for me were really, really rocky. I think I was like oh for eight with five or six Ks, <laughs> which. Uh, you know, usually, usually, you know, the O for eight's not the problem. It was the strikeouts for me that were, you know, kind of got under my skin. But, you know, I kind of went into swing mode. I treated them like, quote, unquote, spring training games for this, like, short playoff period. And, 
you know, in, in spring training, that's how I really go about my business is like, I try and swing my timing and thank, you know, thank God it came pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I was able to kind of figure it out, you know, in the middle of that last series. And, you know, this series, I feel pretty good about where I'm at. Like I feel 30, 30 at bats in is where I usually kind of get going during the year as well. So yeah, I, I'm kind of feeling like I'm in a really good spot for these next few games. I'm glad I'm here rather than how I started for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, last year you, you, you know, batting champ, probably the best player down there. Um, MVP. And then you, you came, you came to spring training and we're just hot with John, John, one of our memories were there at minor league camp and, uh, like you were doing live BP and just taking everybody deep. Yeah. Yeah. So, the I mean, poor kids that were throwing to you. I felt bad so, for So does, <laughs> will this help you get off to a hot start in spring training? Yeah, and I think, too, uh, kind of, you know, knowing how camp operates this year. You know, last year in, in Major League camp, I was pretty – I mean, nervous, I guess, is just the yeah. easy, easy way to put it. I didn't know how to go about my business. I didn't know what it was about and how, you, you know, how you handle yourself being a guy in my position. Um, so I think this year kind of knowing how everything works and like knowing the guys in the clubhouse and having relationships, some of those guys is really going to help too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think these at bats, um, this like game experience kind of getting the feet wet. Like like I said, there's the fans here, you know, kind of prepares you for, you know, last year for me at the, the first spring training game, like with all those people there, you know, I played in front of people in Frisco and whatnot, but like just knowing these people are paying to see quote unquote major league players was, you know, kind of pressure for me as well. But I think just all this environment here and like the, (laughs) the mentality you have to have in these games will definitely help going into spring training. And, um, and I think winter ball called up to me last year and probably June or July. Um, of course, it did help early on. You know, I had just come two weeks out from, you know, two, having 200 at bats, so I felt pretty good. And I think it will kind of be the same this year. And then also, I mean, I'll be going straight to Arizona from here, so I think I'll be able to, you know, kind of hit off the guys that are that are ready out there. Um, yeah. Sure. So, yeah, I'm excited about, you know, kind of the position I'm going to be showing up in. No. Did, did so you did indeed move to Arizona and then you just said said see you honey I'll yeah. be back in a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah she with you I, uh, I moved right next to the field I mean we're the apartments right by the team hotel um, okay and you know me and my wife were super excited we you know signed the lease and everything you know <laughs> in early December and you know got the call right before Christmas from uh. Hector, who's the GM out here, and we kind of talked about it, and we just agreed that it was probably the best option for me to come out here. So, you know, I drove. We left on the 28th from Alabama, made it the 30th, and, you know, kind of on the 30th and 31st, just got everything settled as much as we could. And, and, you know, I shipped out on the 1st. So, (laughs) all right. She's, I guess, keeping the house, the apartment warm for us. So, I, do you live in Mobile? Where do you live in Alabama? For... Yeah, so born and raised Mobile. Um, the last few off seasons, we've been in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. Um, That's right. But our lease, our lease ended there like mid December. So you know, we kind of did the holidays 
between Mississippi and Alabama with our families. So, okay. you know, we kind of I picked up U-Haul and uh, loaded <laughs> everything up from both of our families' places that we had, took off. Yeah, because I, I I've made the mobile to uh, Dallas Fort Worth Drive. That's a that's that's a that's a long day, and then you yeah I've made it too, and then you've still got that much time to get to El Paso, pretty much, and then yeah five more hours Arizona. I mean, that's to do that in two days is pretty good, Blaine. Yeah, I think I, think it was, I mean one of those like my wife. I knew how excited she was. She loves Arizona, um, and I think just the excitement that I could see for her and me just running on adrenaline of like knowing I needed to get everything done. I didn't yeah. want to. You know, she was like, oh, well, you know, you can stay in Mobile and, you know, work out before you fly out if you want to. And I'll just drive out there myself. And seeing seeing that she was willing to do that for me, I was like, all right, we can do this in two. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're, we're excited for, for Arizona. Too. I mean, I when, I when I was – I grew up in Colorado, and uh, I'm old enough that there was not Major League Baseball at the time. And – um we were byproducts of cable television. And uh, so the, the Cubs won the, the, the national league East in 84 and we had WGN and we all, we got all excited about it. And so we went to spring training the next year in 85 and that was in fourth grade. And we went every year until my senior year of high school. And that's when the Rockies, my last year of high school, 93 was when the Rockies had their first season. So I I have a soft spot in my heart for Arizona to begin with. Spring training is just such a good time. You know, everybody yeah, really seems is. pretty relaxed, and um, the weather's great. So, spring training is my uh, my favorite time of the year. And then, um, you know, it's it's harder with kids staying back now. But um, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting there. I'm getting there the the, the 14th, which right. you know my wife's not thrilled about. But um, and then we're coming. The whole show's coming out too. Yeah. So me and Joel, the that you just met, we're we're coming out the eighth through the. 13th, March 14th, March eighth through, like through the thirteenth. So we're gonna see you running around there. We'll stop you and talk to you. Well, yeah, out for there. sure. And we might have to mic you up. Absolutely. Like we're talking about maybe micing a couple of guys up, let them run around with a mic yeah. on. So well, well, I'm, used to, I'm used to it. One of these guys on my team here, he he mics us up all the time. Is that right? Yeah, we gotta, yeah. We gotta get it past John Blake. Yep. We're we're we're, we're clearing that with him, but uh, th- that'll be fun if we can do that with a couple yeah, that'd guys. That'd be great, but. Uh, yeah, so man, it sounds like things are going great. I mean, you know, you had another great season, twenty four and ninety six, eight forty two OPS. What uh, what was AAA like? I know you got a taste there at the end. Yeah, that was you know that was like a kind of a surprise to me, just because um, of where you know the AA team was at going. You know, knowing we were kind of fighting for that playoff spot, so you know the the thought of going to AAA. You know, of course, I think every player likes to play GM throughout the year of their, for yeah. their own career and whatnot. <clears throat> and I, you know, I thought that AAA, you know, time period for me that year had passed. Um, so that was, a, you know, of course, a pleasant surprise and, you know, good group of guys up there. I knew a lot of them. Um, and it was definitely an adjustment of, like, you can just sense the, you know, the the sense of, like, these guys are polished and they're, like, veterans or, you know, even the younger guys, like, you know, they had this sense of like confidence that, you know, they know how to go about their business and they're confident in who they are. And, you know, like pitcher, yeah, the below might have dropped down a little bit from double A, but, you know, the mistakes also went down from pitchers and stuff like that. So, you know, I definitely think 
I'm definitely happy that I got to, you know, kind of experience her for those three weeks there, mm-hmm. you know, going into this year and knowing what to expect. Um, and, you know, I'm really happy that the, the guys down in Frisco were able to pull it out too. you know, I was keeping up with them the whole time. That was, sure. you know, really cool to see, but yeah, I think triple A, I think, you know, I'll have to definitely get adjusted to that strike zone because I only had it for one week out of the three I was up there. Um, but, Definitely excited to see it, and I think there's going to be a good group of guys there. And uh, I think the league's really cool as well. I think, um, you know, the spots that we get to go to are, you know, um, yeah. places I've always wanted to go and always wanted to play. And so, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, the the uh, autom- automated balls and strikes, the yeah. ABS. Yeah. Was, that, was that weird? Yeah, it really was. I mean, the first – yeah, so the, I, I was up there, I guess, two and a half weeks. The first week we had straight ABS, and the next two were uh, the challenge. Um, so the ABS was 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 definitely an adjustment. I think it's lower than I anticipated. Okay. And, and especially for me, I love hitting pitches up in the zone and seeing some of those balls like, you know, the pitchers don't necessarily want to throw it there as much. Yeah. Just because they know they can get pitches down. Like we faced the knuckleball guy that week and he threw a ball that literally he threw multiple balls that bounced behind the plate that were able to be called strikes because he dumped them in the bottom what? of the <laughs> It's where they cross. Uh, That's how they look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's just like if you know, one little seam of that ball hits the zone, it's a strike. So I mean I think it's uh, you know, it'll definitely be an adjustment, but you know, I think knowing knowing getting a better awareness of the zone is going to help guys in the big leagues, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a new challenge, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's interesting. It really is. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. All right, the thing I'm interested in right now is what are you going to have for lunch? What 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 is the what is the food in Puerto Rico? No kidding. What's the local, what's the local dish? You go out and catch you a fish or something? <laughs> yeah, well, I did get some fish last year, but they were just tarpon, so we weren't going to eat those. But, uh no, there's a there's a multiple grill setups out here actually. Like we got a pool over here behind us. Um, so that's really been the off day thing. Is you know, I like cooking. I, I got big into cooking this this off season for my wife when she was at work. Um, I really tried to kind of hammer down on my diet as well, so I needed to cook a lot more. Yeah. Um, I think you know we've been doing you know a couple off days ago we did steak and chicken wings and like there's. There's probably five or six players that live here and probably five or six coaches as well. We all went out and grilled by the pool. The other day we had some burgers and dogs. And, and today we're going to throw some steak on the grill and we're going to go out there and, you know, kind of make our own tacos. But I think the, the local dish, I guess, would be, you know, rice, beans, chicken, or, you know, there's mafungo, which is kind of like, a mashed potatoes, but it's plantains uh, with some chicken and whatnot in it. So there's definitely some good food out here. I, I came back heavier than I wanted to last year for sure. <laughs> I was more mindful of this year. Is, is there is there a beer of Puerto Rico or or is President yeah, the beer of the it's Caribbean? It's a Madaya light or Madaya. We're actually sponsored by them, so <laughs> so it's in the clubhouse. You got to yeah, keep them happy. Say it again, Madaya, Madaya. Yeah. 
It's and and what's crazy here is like the beers are way smaller. So like <clears throat> the Coronas are like seven ounces. Yeah. So <laughs> it it the sample size they're like way way smaller. So that's that's a tough adjustment as well. The what? The way I've been to the Dominican a couple of times and the way it was explained to me with Presidente is that yeah. it's not like regulated, you know, like, so you might get a bottle that's like 10 ounces and then one that's like filled to the absolute top. Yep. And yeah. so there's like yeah. no standard, uh, for, for, uh, measurements or whatever, right. you know, like, like here. So, <laughs> you know, but I love, I love an ice cold Presidente. It's pretty hard to be yeah, the, high school the, president. The medallions aren't bad. They're, you know, I would say they're similar to like a Bud Light or, you know. All right. Um, John is going to gonna ask you his fun stuff, although yeah. beer and steak is fun. I yeah, think. that's always um, fun. But you know what I want to do, Blaine? I want to get back. So last year you spent most of the year in AA. Then you went to AAA. We're going to get in some teammate stuff. Uh-oh. And he's going to rate some of the teammates here. So let's talk about... Who is the – I would think you would probably be the answer to some of the guys I talked to on this one, but I want to hear who you say. Who's the funniest guy in the clubhouse, whether it was AAA or AA? Who was the funniest guy you were around? Um, I think I'm between – you know, I'm, I'm between like two or three guys, I think, when it comes to, when it comes to mine. Um, uh, Trey Hare, he's not okay. with us anymore, of course, but um, – yeah. That guy, he was really like kind of a glue of the clubhouse, and you know he's an older guy, twenty seven, twenty eight. But um, the way he was able to kind of bring guys together, you know, his humor was one of those ways. And you know, kind of along the same lines, I guess, would be Matt Watley. Um, yeah, Watley. But if I'm gonna go, with, uh, you know, I'd probably have to say Matt Watley is just because even when he's serious, he's funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, like he's not trying to be anybody is um just but at the same time that's what makes him the teammate he is and you know uh he's definitely a guy you want on your team so i would i guess matt wallet and then justin foskey's antics and um the way he goes about his business and his facial expressions are pretty funny too he's not he's one of those guys that like he's just funny just because when you get to know him how he how he is but to the naked eye, I don't guess he would be pretty funny. So I guess my final answer would be Matt Watley. Okay. Yeah, but, but, yeah Foskey's kind of got that grin, you know, like, yeah. uh, what was it, Cat in the Canary? I mean, shit-eating grin. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go that far, but I, I, I can see what you're saying on that. You there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think I lost for a second, but we're back. That's all right. That's all right. You, you had answered the question, so we're good. I know the – Puerto Rico Wi-Fi may not be as as, as yeah. fun as, as it, it is. It might here. be it might be in the Roxo Media House Wi-Fi Could be too. too. So exactly. let's not let's not throw Puerto Rico. Okay, so we so we went with the funny one. Now yeah. let's go, who's the best dressed? I mean, best who, dressed too. Who who's the dapper guy that looks good every time? I would say Jay uh, Jonathan Alice. He's he's the pretty boy. He's the he's got <laughs> the curly locks. He's got the. You know, he's, he's got the swag on the field and everything, but he backs it up, which is super cool to see. But, um, you know, he comes in the clubhouse looking good. He's got some, he's got some swag and I'm sure, uh, you know, that, that game is only going to go up as well, but really good dude. Really, he's got, you know, he, he's Juicy J. He's Juicy J, but, uh, Juicy J. All right. That's funny. Okay. We're going to have to ask him about that. Okay. Now this one, this is always a fun one. If you had to, if you were in a street fight, who you want standing next to you? 
street fight standing next to me. You know, I'm going to have to probably go with Kellen Strom. Strom? Um, yeah. I mean, he's got he's got some wrestler wrestler blood in him. Um, <laughs> his, I know his dad was All-American wrestler. You know, Kellen kind of knows how to do it. But the dude's just, like, scary, you know, scary strong. Yeah. Um, and he's also, you know, he's one of my really, really close friends that we've been together since, you know, 2019. And yeah. you know, I know he's got my back and I know, um, I know he's got a little, you know, a little screw loose as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want. You want the guy that's a little on edge that, yeah. uh, if someone's going to mess with you, the guy that might lose it and then you're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. How would, how so would you? He's got a big noggin on him, so I think I think he could take a few hits. <laughs> he could take a few hits. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll have to go, Kellen. How would How would Juicy do in a street fight? He wouldn't want to get dirty. He's all. I think he'd be. I think he could scrap it, though. I think he could do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. who is the Who's the biggest team prankster? Who's the prankster? You? No, I think it's Watley. Okay. Watley. Uh, yeah, there was there was one day I remember this. Good, year, this you're answering the next question. What's the best prank you've seen? I think uh, one day he, when everybody came in the clubhouse, he was just sitting in the clubhouse in JG's office, uh, dressed as uh, Deuce, the Frisco mascot. <laughs> the, I mean, I think the prank was on him though, because there's like it was super sweaty and hot. Yeah. And, gross but uh, gross. he would you know he would kind of strategically you know go in and out and like surprise guys and people would like he would act like he was deuced so guys were super uncomfortable like wondering why he was in our locker room <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and they would then they would find out it was Watley but uh yeah I think I think that was one of the pretty good ones so he he, he knows when to be funny and when to when to be serious sometimes well that's that's have fun, but absolutely, no one to, no one to cut the bullshit. There you go. Absolutely. Hey, so uh, what are you binge watching right now? Anything you and the wife are binge watching? I'm actually so here. Me, so it's me. One of my buddies who's actually with the Mariners and his girlfriend who live in this apartment. We've been uh, we've been watching Love Island. Uh, Love Island. <laughs> not, not crazy proud of it, but it's a pretty good show. Uh, <laughs> it, that, the UK version, it's it, you know, it's pretty cool just to see how they go about their business. But personally, I love Dexter. Um, that's kind of what I was watching. Oh yeah, uh, in the states, and I, you know, I had nine hours of the flights to get out here, and so I, you know, I watched nine episodes of Dexter, and I'm pretty close to finishing that up. But um, all right, yeah, I think love, you love watch I never watched Dexter. It's well, great, I mean, I know, I know, I know what it's about, but I never watched it. I, it's great. It's a serial killer who kills serial killers. Yeah, right? yeah, it's awesome. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So, Lo- Love Island. I've also seen that there's Milf Island now. <laughs> yeah, there is. I did see that. I did see that commercial actually while watching Love Island. Well, maybe. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> might I'm, be I'm, next. I mean, might be there. Next, you go. Though. You never know. You never know. <laughs> no, ne- next though, you got to watch The Wire. I keep. I think I told you. I tell oh, everybody right. this. The Wire. It's, it's the great. best. It's great. Oh, I have heard. I have heard great things about that. That's a great one. All right, so let's let's do. Uh, we'll do we'll do one or two more here, and we'll get you out of here. Hey, when you're on the road, what's your favorite place to play on the road? Whether in Double A or maybe you know in Triple A, you were there three weeks. You didn't really get to 
test it all out. So let's do double A. What's your favorite place to play besides Frisco? Amarillo, without a oh, doubt. Hitters, hitters ballpark. Yeah, it is hands down Amarillo. <clears throat> it, um, it is like glass on the the infield's like glass. You know, you feel like you could put a ball from home plate to center field. That just stays great. <laughs> um, so you have like you know you have confidence that if you hit it on the ground, it's probably getting through, and then. You know, it's almost one of those places where if you just get it in the air, it's uh, it's got a shot. So, I mean, I think, you know, just as a team, when we walked in there, we just had this different mindset as an offense, and it was really, really fun watching us hit there. Um, you know, sometimes they they hit just as many home runs, but uh, we, we, definitely, we definitely had our fun there. So, uh, is, is it the wind? Is the, the wind always at your back? Is it just a yeah? Short yeah, I mean, the wind rarely blows in. I'll say that it's never okay. like you never go out there and you're like, oh, the wind's blowing out. It's a good day to hit. It's just it's slightly higher elevation, but it's right, right. Like the the something about the you know, like it's like three twenty down the line. So I mean, oh, that's geez. of course fifteen feet, you know, shorter than Frisco, and then you know the wall is okay high, but I mean, there's. You know, Trey Hare had five home runs there that one week this year, and he hit four of them off of, like, right down the line. Like, just – he just was able to master it. Okay. And then he got, you know, like, uh, someone hit one, like, top of the scoreboard. I think it might have been Stowers. Like, it, it – the ball just jumps there. It You know, it flies. Yeah. It comes off the bat hot. And then, you know, 95 exit below is, like, off the – might be a home run dead center there, which is just that doesn't really make sense to me. But you yeah. know, the hitters are not complaining. Well, no, I, I'm I've never been in the ballpark. I've been I've been through Amarillo several times on the way to Colorado and whatnot. And um, um, I mean, it's it's a downtown ballpark. It's not it's not like yeah. downtown Amarillo is not sprawling, right? Yeah. right yeah. And it's also not like it's you know Manhattan with skyscrapers all around it, right? So, there's nothing to knock the wind down, really, but it's. I mean, I, I remember when they built it, and and uh, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I, yeah, I, it's I, a beautiful I, park. It really is. Do you all fly out there or drive? We drive, yeah. It's not too but bad. they pull. They pull a lot of fans. I mean, it's always great atmosphere. Um, but it's just you know, it's always. It was always the thing in Frisco. Like I, I, even when I got called up there in 21, like the, the guys were like, "Look, you get your homers in Amarillo." And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And I went there, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And then, I, you know, I'm sure as heck telling the guys this year, hey, when we go to Hamrilla, you better have your spring locked in because that's where you get your homers. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you're a AAA, that's what it's going to be like in Reno and Albuquerque. And, yeah. Uh, I, I think, think even yeah, Vegas. That's how, exactly know. how El Paso was. when I The first week I went up there, El, El Paso yeah. honestly flew even more than Amarillo. It was just a bigger park. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last one. What's your uh, what's your daily routine? I mean, when it's a game day, night game, normally games start about 7 o'clock. What, what's Blaine's routine? You get up at a certain time? Are you eating breakfast? Do you do a workout? When do you get to the ball field? What's your routine? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, the, of course, they differ home and away at home. Um, especially if my wife's there, we usually get up there, you know, get up pretty decent time in the morning um you know breakfast is kind of our thing just because that's 
that's how it's had to be with through baseball. So, you know, we'd, um, especially living with, living with guys this past year, we tried to, you know, make breakfast our thing, didn't do it as much as we wanted to, but, um, and then, you know, of course we'd bring my dog Oakley with us. Um, so we either, sometimes we go to the park, sometimes we do that, but usually in the morning, just try and have some time with her, some time with Oakley. And then, you know, I like to get to the field pretty early and, even if it's just to sit there and kind of get in the mindset of like playing a baseball game. Um, and I usually, you know, Vinny, our clubby in Frisco was really good about the food. So I rarely had to go get food on my own. Um, but get there, you know, kind of casual eat what Vinny had, maybe play some cards with the guys. And then, you know, two or three days a week, I'd have a workout, um, tougher, tougher to do during last year for me, just cause, I had that, you know, I didn't really have a break. Um, you know, this year will be a little different. I think I'll kind of be able to hammer the weights more, but, um, you know, and then, you know, hit on, do a little routine in the cage. And then, you know, when it goes to hitting on the field, if I decide to hit on the field that day, take some ground balls and, you know, hit on the field, depending on, you know, kind of what type of pitcher we're facing and, you know, his pitch shape and, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, do that and then come in, kind of take a shower and then kind of chill out, get ready for the game and try, try and give myself like 30 minutes before stretch to kind of, you know, seclude myself and, or just try and like, you know, tunnel vision and, you know, get my energy drink in me or my pre-workout, whatever it is. And, and, you know, get ready to go when it comes to that. But honestly, I've tried, you know, one of my new year's resolutions this year is um, I kind of want to journal and I, um, really trying to get back in, you know, I, I consider my, to be a man of faith and I'm trying to really get back into like, um, shifting my priorities. I just really easy to, you know, lose sight of that. So I'm trying to really hammer, hammer down on that. And I've been doing that pretty well out here. Um, which of course my life's not here. My dog's not here. So I'm trying <laughs> to establish a routine that, you know, is that I can carry over to, to the state so you know here try and wake up at a decent time you know get in the word get some get some journaling in and then i'm also trying to just read books in general um so i'm reading yeah. a really good book right now which i know it doesn't go well with me saying that i'm trying to get back in the word it's the the subtle art of not giving uh you know an f word i don't know if you've seen that book <laughs> uh, but you know it, it's a, it's an incredible book um so trying to you know even at the ballpark here you know if i find myself not doing anything i've already worked out i've already done something like that like i don't want to kind of just you know sit around and you know let my mind like go all these different places so i I do bring my book with me to the uh to the yard and stuff like that so definitely a shift of what it was last year you know i think seeing those major league guys in camp last year seeing how routine oriented they were um trying to kind of develop that and you know, just hammer down and kind of build it as I go. So cool. Yeah. The subtle art of not giving a flip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he yeah. didn't say flip. He said it's the F word, but that's good. Well, uh, flip is an F word. Absolutely. And you know what? And, and I'm a, I'm a Christian guy too. So, but uh, believe me, I've dropped an F bomb and I'll drop one later when somebody cuts me off. It's, it's not, not about, about that. It's about, uh, I know where you're trying to get with your head and that's cool. Well, listen, Man, we can't thank you enough for coming on here. Hey, and if this journaling thing takes off, 
there's always room for you at rangerstoday.com. Absolutely. You can do a little, <laughs> do something that, you know. Do, th- a, do a player diary. Absolutely. Like a, yeah. a player diary or something because you, the stories of minor leaguers are intriguing. And there's a group of people out there, Blaine, that are, they live and die through minor leaguers. They love them. They just want to know, you know, for us, when we see in the big leagues, it's going to be great because we've been friends of yours since you've been in the minor leagues. So when you get up there, it's going to be awesome. But that, that might be cool to do. Yeah. What the yeah. heck? We'll talk. Oh, for sure. Your, your people will talk to my people. Yeah, absolutely. We'll yeah. see you out at, at spring training. Hey, g- good luck in the series, man. And thanks so much for Thank stopping you. down. I know it's a day off and you took your time with us, but uh, anything else you got for him? No, man. Just, uh, I, I'd, I, I think it'd be awesome if you could play in the Caribbean series. That'd be fantastic. That'd be so, freaking un- awesome. Unbelievable sure. experience. So I'm pulling for, pulling for Mayawes, Los Indios yeah, de Mayawes. I'm, I'm not even trying. I'm just saying Blaine in Puerto Rico. <laughs> there so we go. Blaine in Puerto Rico. That's Blaine Krim, Texas Ranger first baseman, joining us from Puerto Rico, playing hopefully in the Caribbean series. Blaine, thanks so much, sir, and good luck in the series. Thank you, guys. Good to see you. All good right, we'll you, see you, bud. to Blaine Krim for joining us there. He is out of the country, so it's good yeah, for him to yeah. give us a little time there. But, you know, with that being, it kind of segues right into what we need to talk about, which is uh, down in the bus leagues, which we go into the minor leagues every year. Yes. I mean, every week. And every, and, year. Uh, and, and every year. And, uh, and, you know, this might even expand to something more. We've talked about that. But yeah, let's we'll go down the, to the to down in the bus leagues right now and talk about the minor leagues and what we did. The new staffing's been done. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. been some changes because uh, I was texting you about it yesterday yeah. when I found out that, uh, is it Godert? Godert. Jer- Jared Godert. Godert and, or, uh, at Double A who won a Texas right. League championship. And, right. And Matt Hagan at, at Triple A. At Triple A also no left. They, they, you know, explained to me they all left, you know, no ill will, under, no. but they are, are pursuing something outside of baseball. And um, they would have been retained if they were. Oh, still yeah. Under. Yeah. They were, <clears> they were going to. Be go back to their jobs right and anyway uh you know things things come up you know family things what I don't, I don't i don't know i haven't talked to either one of them but uh they were both very helpful uh to rangers today Absolutely. and and appreciate them very accommodating both very time. very much and um they've been replaced though by uh uh doug davis not that doug davis uh doug davis who was a former catcher yeah uh, he's going to be the triple a manager and Carlos Card- Cardoza, who also very helpful. He was at Hickory, uh, a, a friend of Rangers today. Uh, so he'll be in Frisco, and and so that'll that'll be good uh, for for everybody. Uh, Media day here, we'll get a and, to talk to and him. everything will be great. He's a good guy. We'll, we'll see him at spring A lot training. of energy, yeah. Um, players really like him, and he's you know he's risen through the ranks each year. He was at Down East and Hickory, now Frisco. So. Uh, maybe Doug Davis shouldn't get too comfortable in Round Rock. I don't know, but uh, anyway. So yeah, so you know, and and one one change that that caught caught my eye. Um, uh, Jordan Teagues is now the pitching coordinator. He was the co-coordinator last year. He's doing it all this year. Uh, Danny Clark, who's been in the organization forever as pitching coordinator, he's uh, now moving to the mental performance side. 
Um, you know, I'm sure he'll still have his hands all over the pitchers and we'll see him in uniform at, at spring training. Right. Love, love, love DC. Uh, so I, you know, when I didn't see him on the coordinator list, I said, I fired off a text message without reading the, you know, it's all stated in the release. I fired right. off a text message and, um, got answered and everything was, and you were okay then. Yeah. My, my nerves were, were <laughs> assuaged, assuaged, whatever, whatever the word is cooled down. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, it's a big deal, you know, and, and there've been some changes in player development. Uh, you know, there's two new pitching coaches at AAA and, and at, uh, Frisco too. Uh, right. Uh, so, uh, and, and look, they're going to be handling some, some yeah. good arms. Yeah. Yeah. Those triple, those triple A and double A rotations, I'd be pretty, pretty, uh, spicy. Well, and the teams too. I'll tell you what guys, if you, if, if you do not get out to Ranger games all the time, but you want to see some future Texas Rangers playing, you need to go out to Frisco. Yeah. That is a great place to go watch a ball game to sure. take your kid. It's not sure. too expensive. Uh, they do a great job out there. And the guy and the product for a few years there, the product on the field was kind of the in between. You either had maybe you got AAA, but all the young guns were down in, in, yeah. in lower high A. All the talent that's top in this organization, you, they're all starting at about AA and AAA now. I mean, yeah. I mean, you still have young guys. Don't get me right, wrong. Right, right, right. Especially some of your Latin players that are coming into the system. Sure. Man, the talent at, at, at Frisco and at, at uh, Round Rock is going to be good. Yeah. You know, I – excuse me. I, I think that um, Round Rock, you're probably looking at, um, you know, a rotation that, that Colwyn will probably start there. Could get Jack Leiter. Absolutely. Probably Cody Bradford, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Zach Ken, if he doesn't find a way onto the the team, and um, I mean that's that's pretty salty, and I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, but you know Double A will will have Vanasco, uh, Owen White, Owen White will probably start there. Uh, you know, I, I does Mitch Bratt make his way to Double A? No, he's a little he's, young. He's, he's got to go up to Hickory. Kumar Rocker, we don't know where he's yeah, going to end know where up Rocker's at. Going to be, he's older than Jack Lauder was last yeah. year. And Bro- Brock Porter probably starts in the Arizona. Uh, yeah, he'll start league. there and end up maybe uh, at Down East by the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, depending on how far they're going to push. Sure, him. sure. But anyway, you know, and it's it's there's going to be some good stuff. And I'm I'm sure I just left a bunch of guys out. But um, you know, I need to I need to dust up on my prospects as we're going to have some prospect rankings coming out. You and me, and then yep. Um, Baseball America came out with its uh, top ten Rangers prospects Wednesday, and then a couple of changes. No, there. Tuesday, and then uh, Wednesday unveiled their top one hundred list. Um, the uh, interesting thing about the top ten list: um, Carter, Owen White, and uh, uh, Josh Young. Josh Young third, Acuna fourth. Um, Jack Leiter fell to seventh. Yep. Um, just Justin Fosky, you know, I, I work for Baseball America. I'm their Rangers correspondent, <clears throat> and once a month, I write a little profile on a prospect, and, right? And it's fun, and um, um, so you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, what is it, bite the hand that feeds me, right? But, but uh, J- Justin Fosky falling out of the top ten just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and um. He had an eight eight something OPS, eight fifty OPS. Yeah, you wrote about this too. He didn't hit a ton for a ton of power, but um, boy, maybe he's, it's he's maybe a, it's defensively. A, do they? Factor I don't know. That? I don't know. I, I, and I went and read read the chat. I didn't see anything about it, so I don't know. I'm sure he'll be eleven, or hopefully he'll be eleven. But uh, he's going to be in my top ten. He's probably he might be my number five. I mean, he's, I just really like Justin Foscue, friend of the show. But yeah. uh, beyond that, good player who the Rangers really like and. Um, 
Yep. Yeah, I don't think they want to trade him. You know, and, and the thing is, you know, the Baseball America did like its projected lineup for 2026 and had Foskey as a designated hitter. So, right. Uh, pretty interesting. Um, and then, and then uh, the Gutierrez next, jumped up. There. Yeah, Gutierrez was fifth, and and you he's know, the young Latin outfielder that that he, the, what they is he, signed 19, him last 20? year. He's I think he's seventeen. Seventeen. Seventeen going on eighteen, and um, so this year he's probably going to stay stateside, maybe play. Yeah, he. Yeah, he he didn't make it out of the complex league. He tore up the Dominican Summer League. They kept him in the complex league. Uh, I would be shocked if he didn't start it down east. Um, you know, with the, with those guys, uh, uh, Gilder, Gilder, or is it Glider? Gilder, Figueroa, uh, Daniel Cueva, Jason Morrow will, will all be uh, on that down east team. I would think, which is. Unlike last year, it's probably going to be a pretty talented team, too. Yeah. As far as young kids that yeah. are with yeah. some high projectables. Right. Do you think, uh, what's his name, the new uh, Walcott? Uh, he, he, he'll he probably... Do you think he stays... He's pretty young. Yeah. he. I think you know he'll probably follow the Gutierrez path last year, start in the Dominican, go to the Arizona Complex League, and may, see if he makes maybe it. go to down east. He'll be at spring training at some point. So probably that's late. what it is. Think yeah. he'll be at spring training. Late, probably late. But um, what anyway. about uh, Guerrero? We think he'll come in. Oh no, he's know. young, but his. I'm sure he might have some. Does he have some dual citizenship? I don't know. His don't dad know. was here all he, those years. He's fluent in English and um, yeah, speaks it. Unlike his dad. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he was only a hundred thousand dollars signed. It's not yeah, like no. you know that. <clears throat> you know, last year the Rangers had two guys signed for seven figures and. Uh, didn't have that this year, so uh, be interesting to see. Um, but you know they're high on Walcott, and and the takeaway from International Signing Day, as I call it, or what you know, is that Walcott, not not Pablo Guerrero. Walcott it, is a big deal. Yeah, and he is the he is the 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 jewel of the of the group. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a top ten prospect. Uh, he's he's gonna be in the top fifteen probably when when all all is said and done and spits out. So. This is a, this is a really good player. I know. I know. There's a lot of excitement with the Guerrero name and and sure. the lineage and the potential, but right now it's it's Sebastian Walcott. Right. And, um, so anyway, it's it's been a, it's been some there's been some news here on the, on the farm lately. I, I don't know if rankings are really news, but it's interesting and and you can you know have fun talking about it. But yeah, we'll probably you got to hold on your rankings though. I mean, you and I've talked about putting them out, but I almost got to wait till close to spring training because some of these guys. I'm gonna get. I, I just. Fear getting in the middle of starting my list, and then a big trade happens. Yeah, well, and you then, know that happens. That happened when I was doing the handbook for um, baseball, uh, baseball America, and I guess it was for the twenty one season. Yeah, because it was it was uh, after they had after the Rangers had acquired Dunning. Yeah, everything had been put to bed, and they're like, "Well, Dunning, you know, the Rangers just got Dunning. We got to change it all up." And they wanted to put him number two, um, and I think I was like no he probably needs to be like seven and they're like oh no so anyway i think we settled on fourth i don't remember yeah but anyway uh um yeah those happen it's just part of the deal all right so i gotta buck up and just put it yeah put it to bed. just gotta do it start making my initial list and start doing that just and just get it. over it all right anything else i don't think so just uh you know sign the, up hit, hit the, the hit the subscribe button you're watching right now, and if you're listening, go to you go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there too. Share it, guys. Yeah, I go mean, to your Ranger fans out there and share both of those. Yeah. Uh, the more the the more we do, and we got some big things coming up. Hopefully, uh, yeah, yeah. We had some preliminary discussions. We're going to keep it under our hats for now. Absolutely, we can't can't gotta, really go. But but there was some, got, a, got a chance to have some pretty neat things happen this season. So, absolutely, uh, so, and we so, are going to be at spring training. 
That's right. That's right. I'm going to go. You're going to be there three times. I'm going to go a lot. Uh, but but John here and Joel, our producer, are going to go, and uh, we're going to kind of hit the start of minor league camp and and kind of that those first few days of spring break. So we want to talk to talk to minor leaguers, talk to major leaguers, and talk to fans. Absolutely, and, uh, just kind of get the hey, word out. And this um, may be the great year to go to spring training, guys. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a highly projected team that is supposed to be way better than it's been in the last few years. Yeah, be a fun time to go out, and you'll see. For sure, Joel and I walking around talking, like to talk to some of you guys out there and and have fun with that. We'll be talking to players, maybe. Yeah, I'll even talk to people. How about that? I'll come out of my shell. <laughs> yeah, and get, we'll get Jeff to talk to you. Now, you're, the problem is, I'm not saying that Jeff doesn't want to talk to you, but you're usually going full bore because you're writing, you're you're getting quotes, he's interviewing players kind of the whole time. So the, the full-time journalist over here, yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. You know, I got to evolve a little bit too, though. So, <laughs> you know, you can only watch batting practice so many days in a row without, without going crazy. So, <laughs> all right, guys, listen, we're going to get out of here again. Thanks for joining us uh, this time. Big thanks to Blaine Krim for joining us. And so, guys, like we say at the end of every one of these, until next time, we'll see you at the yard. Roxo Media House.